Welcome to How to Decorate from Ballard Designs, a podcast all about the trials and triumphs of decorating and redecorating your home. Each week, we'll help you unleash your inner decorator. I'm Caroline, and I'm on the marketing team. And I'm Taryn, and I'm a product designer. And I'm Liz. I head up the Ballard creative team. We're your host. Join the expert team at Ballard Designs for tips, tricks, and tales from interior designers, stylists, and other talents in the design world. Plus, we'll answer a listener question at the end of each show. So don't forget to send them to podcast at ballarddesigns.net. Yes, we love answering them. Now on with the show. Today, we welcome Dallas-based interior designer Elle Cole to the show. With a background in architecture and art history, Elle has exceptional style and unique ability to create timeless and evocative spaces. Elle's sophisticated and approachable design work has been featured in Traditional Home, Vogue.com, Modern Luxury, House and Home Magazine, and more. She also happens to be a tablescape expert, and today she's going to walk us through how to design the perfect entertaining environment. Welcome to the show, Elle. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited to be here. (laughs) Well, we are super excited today to talk about just entertaining. And this is a topic we have talked about before, but I think we are all just in love with the idea and the fact that we get to do it again. I think we're all resetting tables and rethinking our dining rooms and how can we host people again. So with that in mind, we want just kind of a, where do I start with making this with a room ready for entertaining? Or is that too broad? (laughs) (laughs) What, what's a, it's a, a good question, uh, but I, I think asking more questions and getting more detailed about what mm-hmm. it is that you're entertaining for. Is it mm-hmm. a quiet dinner or like El Fresco with your family or friends? Um, mm-hmm. Is it more that you're entertaining a group of ladies or you're having a couple's dinner? So asking more the more questions about who you're entertaining is more of key. Mm -hmm. And then what atmosphere do you want to create for those that you're uh, entertaining and hosting? Let's start in indoors because I feel like, you know, we're we're all starting to have like a little bit more dinner parties with friends and, you know, kind of creating these special, special events in our homes. And I don't know about everybody else out there, but me personally, I've kind of fallen so out of the habit of having folks over that I've forgotten how. Like, so what what are the first things that we want to do when we're once we've figured out like, okay, we're having a couple's dinner or we're having an Easter brunch or we're having, you know, we figure out what type of event and who we're having. Where do we go from there? I think um Going from there is like decide on color, like, okay, well, since I'm having, maybe it's an Easter brunch. So maybe I want to do all white with a touch of, you know, pastels. I think starting with color and then also your five senses, like how do you, you know, the sound of, of having music in the background and the, what they all see on the mm-hmm. table and texture and touch and all of that plays into creating a beautiful table setting. So, you know, think about you as a guest and how you want mm-hmm. to be received in someone's home. It's, it's kind of exciting, right? You're like, oh, I get to go on a 
have dinner with my friends. I'm so excited. And then when you walk in, it's like, how do you want your home to smell? Do you want it to smell of apple pie? Mm -hmm. Do you want it to be more neutral and very clean and fresh? How you greet your guests? Mm -hmm. And then what kind of music do you want to have in the background? Is it more dinner party? Is it more calming? Or do you want to have more upbeat music? Mm -hmm. And then on your table, I think you don't want to have too many objects to where they feel overwhelmed, but just enough mix of color and texture to where they feel very comfortable that you're not crammed in. Because I'm sure you guys have been to maybe a luncheon or something and they have like table setting after table setting, you're like, feel squeezed in, but you want to give your Mm -hmm. you know, guest space to breathe and just kind of relax and let the worries of the day go. Okay, hold on. (laughs) Yeah, I want to know if you actually have like a dimension width that is your comfort for dining, like your setting where, again, you're not crammed next to the person. Now, I know that's idyllic, depending on your table size and amount of guest, but what is the general dimension width a guest needs to feel comfortable? Do you know? How much elbow room do we need? Yeah, mm-hmm. exactly. Like the your t- chair width, basically. So, which is about okay. 20, 23 inches, right? Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. that's that space right there. It's like, okay, here's my, that's my little zone of where I stay, okay. where I'm comfortable. And you're not that's impeding me. on someone else yeah. or feel like they're encroaching yeah. in on your space. But um, okay, I think that's really important. If you have too many things on the table, then it's it becomes overwhelming, mm-hmm. right? So, okay, you do want to keep it, yeah, kind of tailored, but also have a mix of things. And maybe you have a water glass and a wine glass, and then maybe a mm-hmm. bread plate and those types of things. But I want to go back to some of the hard pieces in the room that are kind of your working pieces before we dive into more of your tablescape. Okay. For a dining room, what are some, something you think every dining room needs from, you know, space on a sideboard or a dining table? Could you walk us through kind of your furniture pieces? Yes. I think, you know, of course the dining table and it should, you should have a dining table that is at least 60 inches round. So you can entertain at least six people around your Mm -hmm. uh, table. And from there, a a very nice sideboard is good when you're laying things out. Mm -hmm. And uh, because that could help with when you're preparing your meal, like you can lay out your linens and then your silverware Mm -hmm. and that sort of thing, your serverware. So that really helps. And Mm -hmm. then it's also helpful to have a sideboard Because then you can put maybe a floral arrangement there or Mm -hmm. lamps to really kind of warm, have warmth to the space. I think adding those Mm -hmm. layers are really nice. Of course, you know, drapery panels and and then just like definitely ideally you should have three layers of lighting. So you have your chandelier sconces and then maybe tea lights like candles tea candles and or candelabras or the hurricane uh candles but Mm -hmm. all of those layers really add to 
making your dining room warm and inviting. And of course, an area rug that's suitable for the space. I wouldn't recommend an area rug that's, you know, less than maybe nine by 12. It depends on your the size of your dining room, of course, but usually you want at least two feet of space for your dining chair to be pulled out and where your dining chair is still sitting on the area rug and it's not pulling at the side of it because I've seen that happen and where dining chairs or area rugs are too small for the dining table or the dining area, someone pulls out their chair and then it hooks on the rug and then you have somebody falling over. The worst. Just <laughs> so, ah, so embarrassing. It's more worse. Yes, it's so embarrassing. Ah, so, you know, make sure that you yes. measure your space out correctly to where you have a, a nice area rug. And then if you have a beautiful wallpaper and artwork, that's meaningful to you. All of these layers and all of these textures really add um, a sense of warmth, a sense of uh, welcoming your guest into the space. Does that help? Hopefully. Totally. No, it does. Okay, good. Okay, what do you do for the chairs, the actual chairs? Do you have something you feel is... Like, what do you think is the best? Do you do upholster? Do you do arms? What is best for guests? I love upholster chairs. I think you can do so much with an upholster chair, whether it's a pattern, like a floral pattern, a stripe, even mm -hmm. like doing a really interesting leather on the chair. It's, it's really fun to do that. I prefer side chairs over armchairs because armchairs take up a lot of space and side chairs are very, very tailored, very um, easy to work with. If you have armchairs, I would mm -hmm. only do them at the host and hostess uh, ends of the table. Like if you have a long rectangular table for a round table, I would only do side chairs. But I love upholstered chairs versus all mm -hmm. wood chairs or brown furniture, basically. But I think the upholstery allows you to add a, a bit of your personality and mm -hmm. a bit, bit of interest to the space versus just having a wooden chair and all of your pieces are wood. It's like, okay, where's the fun in that? Right. So, yeah, right, right. Definitely upholstered. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Now, uh, for table, do you do, uh, is it common that you will put an extension table or do you just do the round pretty much? No, I think. Well, I guess it could be both. Yeah, yeah. it's both. Yes. It, it depends on the space and okay. what it calls for. So if you have a smaller dining mm -hmm. room, I don't know, you could use a round or a rectangular table, but I think dimension scale is very important to oh. Okay. your space. So, you know, be very cognizant of that, of how big your table is. Does it allow mm -hmm. room for your guests to pull their chairs out? You don't want your table touching the sides of your walls. You want to be <laughs> there to be enough space, at least three feet of space, you know, between your table and, and, and wall, you know, so you could get mm -hmm. around and, and feel like there's enough room. Just, just talking about like all of the tables the, and the chairs around the table and, and everything mm -hmm. like that it makes me think like that I should be sitting, like sitting in every chair and like pulling it out and like, Oh, at your see, house. Yeah. And yeah. That's like, and then also seeing what yes. that guest is seeing from that perspective. 
Absolutely. And I think that's a, a, a wonderful point because just imagining yourself being a guest in someone else's home, how do you want to feel? How, how comfortable do you want it to feel? And mm-hmm. like, what is your preference? Um, because majority of the time, who you're, whoever you're inviting to your home has this, is thinking the same way as you. So you want to sit in a chair that's mm-hmm. comfortable and is not hard on your back or on your bottom. You know, you want to be able to sit and, and linger at the dining table and have mm-hmm. good conversation as well as amazing food. That is really important whenever you're thinking about entertaining, having the mm-hmm. music just kind of low in the background. Like you can, you can ho- sort of hear it, but it's not blasting to where you're like, okay, mm-hmm. I can't even hear myself think, nor can I have a good conversation. <laughs> <laughs> the music is so loud, right? So I think all of those you things know, are really true. important. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yes. And I don't know. I think um, be very cognizant of the colors that you use. If you want a very soothing environment, you know, don't use very bright, um, vibrant colors. Maybe use it in a sparing way. Maybe use it on a, um, a, a trim on your drapery panel. But You know, whenever you go into a restaurant, think about that when you're sitting down. It's like the environment is so important to when you're entertaining. Um, It's not just the table setting or, you know, the dishware or the glassware. It's very much about the environment that you're sitting in. So if you don't want your guests to feel uncomfortable, don't use red in your (laughs) dining room. Because it makes people feel uneasy and they can't settle themselves. Red is a very, very dynamic and um, energetic. Yes, exactly. Color. So I would not use that color. (laughs) (laughs) Unless you want guests out of there. Yes, exactly. (laughs) If you don't want them to feel comfortable and not stay for a long time, totally use red. But like maybe it's a um, dinner party into a dance party. Yes, yes, exactly, exactly. But like during Christmas time, that's different. That's a different total uh, like feeling. Isn't that wild? Yes, it's a different feeling, but all together because you're layering and the during Christmas time you are layering natural elements, uh, green Mm -hmm. on top of that, and you're using Mm -hmm. red in a a very minimal manner. It's not like Ah. all red. <laughs> okay, I have a question about timing. So we know yes. like if you're planning a Christmas dinner or an Easter brunch, we know that's coming up. You have time to plan. But if you are wanting to do something a little bit more impromptu, like how much time and effort are you putting into like your playlist and your color palette and and developing a a tablescape? I could put together a whole design theme within less than 20 minutes. Ooh. Okay, you're good. Okay, let's give oh. her a theme and try it. Yeah. Ooh, ooh, I love this. Yes. All right. It's let's say girlfriends are coming over mm-hmm. and you're you are serving your best dish that you your easiest dish that you know how to make and everyone always loves. Yes. What's your table look like? My table looks like my um rattan place um placemats. Mm-hmm. And then I have bamboo uh chargers 
And then on top of that, I have another, like just a floral pattern that I put on top of the bamboo. And then I use bamboo silverware and my napkins will have maybe an embroidered with maybe a blue or green monogram or some type of floral print on them. So, and then whatever the floral print is, maybe it's like a blue and white, then I'll bring in Mm -hmm. my glassware that is a crystal and then a blue, like say I'll I'll have a a blue wine glass and a white Mm -hmm. or a clear crystal water glass. So just to make it simple, not overcomplicated, but still beautiful Mm -hmm. and still very inviting. And then I'll put a simple arrangement. And I always think Mm -hmm. of power, always remember the power of one whenever you're thinking about your floral arrangements and other things like other colors and all of that. that. So the power of one is you take one color or element and thread it through your entire concept, design concept. So I want to do like white florals. And so I'll do all one white floral, like a hydrangea or, or roses. And I'll use that white rose in my huge floral arrangement, or I'll have multiple arrangements, smaller arrangements. And, but I'll only use that one mm-hmm. white rose. And then my other elements I'll use like a white napkin or white dinnerware, that sort of thing. So just think about that because it's really how power, it's really amazing to see how great that one item or one element will make your uh, table setting just look so beautiful. Because it's very consistent, right? You're using it multiple times. No, that's a great tool. Yeah. I know it's a great tool for anyone trying to plan with friends. I just love that, again, you had it. You had like that, what is casual but fun but still dressy enough for my friends to come over for a light? Okay, what about Thanksgiving dinner, family's coming? Thanksgiving dinner, family's What's your escape look like? Well, that is more a natural theme. So I love Spode, mm-hmm. and I'm sure you guys have heard of Spode, but mm-hmm. I love yes. very natural elements because I, I think Thanksgiving is more about being grateful for every blessing that we've had in our life, and not just on a daily basis, but mm-hmm. I think it's a time to celebrate what our blessings are and our family is one of the blessings. Mm -hmm. So I think that should be very natural and organic and um, very easy, right? You should feel a sense of ease and comfort when you're surrounded by your family. So I think more of, I don't know, natural kind of forest themes and deer antler kind of things. And then Mm -hmm. more of like wood, woodsy kind of, materials, cedar, all of that. So I would mix in cedar with maybe white roses or even white hydrangea, and then mix in like wood elements on that. So I have these wood placemats that look like actual pieces of wood that you've cut. So I use Uh that with the table setting of my tabletop. Yeah. So that's always really nice to, and then I also have wood silverware. So it's, it actually Mm -hmm. looks like a piece of lump, you know, Ah! (laughs) or a branch or whatever. Yes. 
what will you do for your florals in this case? Because now you've kind of painted the picture for us, but what do your florals look like? Cedar and boxwood are one of my favorites. And then also you can use different types of berries in mixed in with your arrangement uh-huh. along with flowers. That's what I I try to do. Okay. And then I, if you really kind of want to mix it up, you can do a, a nice velvet ribbon throughout, which makes makes it really pretty. So just adding the extra <sighs> layer, like maybe having a velvet ribbon around your napkin with a, mm-hmm. a piece of the soil of, of uh, cedar or acorns mm-hmm. or whatever it is, something very natural and very pretty. Now, what if we are dining outside with friends? What are we doing? Uh, maybe another couple and their kids. How about that? So there's kids, but they're bringing them over. It's pizza night, but you want to make it, you still want to do a tablescape. Yeah. What's it look like? Well, I think melamine is like really what kind of pops up in my head is, you uh-huh. know, they have such great, it's um, melamine is like the plastic dinnerware that you see, mm-hmm. but they have such great patterns that you can use. I have like a, a chinoiserie blue and white pattern that I like to use for outdoor entertaining. So I think when you have kids, you know, you're going to have accidents and spills and that sort of thing. So I, I wouldn't like put my nicest china out there, out, <laughs> outside, yeah. but I would right, put right. a nice setting of melamine and plastic wear, that sort of thing. That mm-hmm. looks pretty. That's not, you know, your typical it wasn't my plastic kids ones with like dinosaurs on them. Yeah, no, no none of that. Okay. But like a beautiful, I have a blue, like I said, a, a pretty blue mm-hmm. and white chinoiserie mm-hmm. set. And I do use my rattan chargers and I mm-hmm. place my dinnerware on top of those. So it looks really pretty, okay. but it's still, mm-hmm. you know, nice and uh, has a lot of texture. And I also have um, bamboo mm-hmm. plastic or bamboo sleeves that you could put a, a, a plastic, clear plastic uh, glass in. So it still gives a lot ah. of interest. Yeah. And I also use the, so the bamboo sleeves to make floral arrangements. So I found these crystal kind of tea light vases and I put those uh-huh. inside the bamboo sleeves and I make little arrangements ah. out of that. And so I set the table with that. And of course you have to have centronella candles. So for the mosquitoes. I was going to ask. Yes. So do they make those in taper candles or are they just the little votives? No, I think they're I just, but I've never seen them in taper candles, but um, okay. it could be a thing. <laughs> but it seems like, like a niche market. Yeah, I know. <laughs> but uh, like I've always gotten the votive that ones. Sounds amazing. Yes. Yeah. Okay. But um, I always like to make, um, you know, a good, like, different kind of juice or um, like a little cocktail, mocktail, I guess you call it, and have that as Mm -hmm. a refreshment on the table. So a pretty pitcher of some sort that you could put a fun mocktail with lemons or oranges, orange slices. And then sometimes I do edible flowers in it too. So it's really fun. Oh, yeah. Do you know the names of those edible flowers? Yeah, I can send them to you. Yeah. Yes. I feel like our (laughs) listeners, everyone just, yeah, if you know how to do it right, I just want your list. Okay. (laughs) I'll be happy to send the list to you. (laughs) I love it. Versus me like going in my garden. Can I put this in? Right. (laughs) Yes, exactly. So. 
Anyway, I hope that helps. Is there anything? Yeah. Is there anything else while we're outside? Because we're already there having dinner. What else do I need for entertaining outside? What are some must-haves that you use? I think a tablecloth is always so nice to have on your table. Because sometimes when you're outside, some of the furniture is not very soft and inviting. It's very hard. So I think having a tablecloth, maybe with a pattern, or even if you just have like uh, a linen uh, tablecloth, I always think it makes it the space more inviting and more, it, it just softens the space. It makes it more comfortable for your guests to kind of lean their arm on the table or I don't know. It just it's it's very inviting. So I think a tablecloth it would be really nice, and then just your other layering elements, and making sure that there's enough drinks outside, so people don't have to go inside to grab their drinks. Make sure mm-hmm. you have enough ice and uh, glassware mm-hmm. and all of those things that people will normally ask you for. But you can set up a nice table to wear like a side table, almost like a sideboard and a dining table, a dining room Mm -hmm. to where you have all of your elements. So having a a utensil carrier to where you put all of your silverware Mm -hmm. and your napkins all together. I think that makes it so easy for people. Mm -hmm. Or you can even wrap your silverware in, in really cute napkins. You know, Kaspari has some really fun ones that you can uh, use. Have you, have you heard of that brand? Yeah. Um, oh yeah. yeah. So they have beautiful napkins and then you, I mean, you can get some great silverware, like they're paper, right? Yeah. They're We're talking about paper. Yes. Yeah, exactly. So you will use a paper napkin outside. Oh, I will. Yes, absolutely. Cause they have great prints. For oh, sure. I know. Beautiful um, prints. I just, mm-hmm. And I think mm-hmm. it's, it's appropriate for outside too, is to use a paper Perfect. napkin. And, um, because people don't want to have to worry about, Oh, you have to wash it or whatever. It's just really mm-hmm. disposable and, and could mm-hmm. be, you know, it's, easy one and done kind of thing. But you can make that really pretty and wrap, you know, wrap your silverware in this Kaspari napkin and tie a nice bow Mm -hmm. on it. Like if you're doing Mm -hmm. 4th of July or something like that and make, have your silverware have a color to it, you know, not just the plain Mm -hmm. white, right? So you can do blue, green, whatever, yellow, just make it fun. But I think having a, you utensil carrier to where you could put everything there to where it's easy for people to grab. And then, you know, melamine Mm -hmm. plates. So if somebody throws it out, it's not a big deal. Just I don't, I don't like the paper plates. Now that's what, kind of where I draw the line. I don't, I hate paper plates. <laughs> That's your line? I like yeah. So if they throw a, throw a nicer, like plastic plate out, I'm okay. I don't care. So, but I, I can't do the yeah. paper plate. <laughs> so. Got it. I like it. <laughs> but I think just making it easy for people to get their food and, okay. and yeah. make it very easy. And you, as the guest, should be enjoying your own party just as everyone else is. So you shouldn't be uh, stressed out Mm -hmm. because if you're stressed out and freaking out how you don't, freaking out of like you don't have this or that or whatever, your guests will be too. They won't be calm. Then they'll, it'll create a bad energy in the space. So you want to make sure that Mm -hmm. your 
very relaxed and enjoying the party just like everyone else because you are the lead you you set the tone for how the party is supposed to feel or your entertainment space should feel so just be cognizant of that <laughs> speaking of keeping people again and the energy how long should we in general if entertaining and we'll just say a dinner party how long should we prepare for people to be there i guess is the import i would say two hours yeah. I was going to say, I have a problem being like, did I, did I shorten it too much? Did I make people stay too long? Like I have as a, as a host, that anxiety of, yes. did I not set the right? So that's what I was just wondering what a general dinner party would yeah. be. Yeah. So if they say, oh, well, the party starts at, you know, seven and it goes to 10. Well, mm -hmm. you as a guest don't stay until it's 10 o'clock. Like right. leave, right. leave at least, you know, 30 minutes mm -hmm. or more before the party is supposed to end. Right. Because you don't want to be the last right. guest and your host or hostess is very tired and they're ready to go to bed. <laughs> they're doing the dishes. <laughs> yes, in front exactly. of you. Yeah, yes, that's when you yeah. know okay. that's time to go. Yeah. yeah. Unless it's planned before uh -huh. you get to the party that you're going to help the host or hostess clean up then that's a totally different story. But don't <laughs> don't camp out yeah. all night. Like, you know, stay there hour, hour and a half, and then, you know, okay. say your goodbyes. Yes. But don't make it to where it's uncomfortable for your host or hostess to ask you to leave. <laughs> where you've outstayed, you're welcome. <laughs> well, I have a few other kind of logistical questions. So, Okay, so say you are, the party starts at seven, but you've told everyone dinner's at eight. Mm -hmm. um, okay. You assume people are arriving between seven and eight. Where do you do appetizers and kind of like start people on drinks? Do you, because I know the kind of kitchen has become this hub per se too of like an inner interim. What, what did, do you think is good to do for that? Well, usually people start arriving like, usually about seven, you know, some people are on time mm -hmm. and then there are mm -hmm. some people who are like maybe 10 to 15 minutes late. Right. Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. you kind of want to welcome people with maybe a glass, like something to drink at first. And then when more people start to arrive, maybe about seven fifteen or so, then, then I would start passing out the hors d'oeuvres and all of that and make sure you have enough hors d'oeuvres to accommodate all your guests because there will be some that don't show up until maybe 20 minutes later <laughs> or whatever but you want to make right, sure right. you have enough to hold them over until dinner starts but don't make it don't make the hors d'oeuvres so filling that they're not going to enjoy their meal so it depends on how how many entrees are you doing? Are you yeah, doing right. appetizer? Are you like are you having a salad or a soup? Or, and then mm -hmm. uh, your main entree and then your dessert. So just be cognizant yeah. of that. So, um, but make your hors d'oeuvres to where they're not like I see so many times where people feel like they have to cut the hors d'oeuvre because they can't 
fit the whole thing in their mouth or it's uncomfortable mm-hmm. because they're sitting there ha- holding a plate in their hand and then they're trying to have a conversation standing up. You're so right. they feel like they have to go and sit down. So make it to where it, it's very easy, very small bites. Mm-hmm. And they're mm-hmm. not feeling like they have food all over their face or <laughs> they're, yeah. they're having a hard time eating it. Right. So what's your favorite go to on appetizer? Like what's your favorite go to or like the normal thing that you'll serve? Um, I think like just kind of, you know, very small, like meatballs or anything like it's small that you can take a toothpick put it in and then pop it in your mouth and be done. Right. So just very Mm -hmm. easy or maybe like something with a small cracker and then you have like cheese or that sort of thing on top of it, but nothing to where they're, you know, getting sauce on themselves or anything like that. So, right. Yeah. Nothing with no saucy meatballs. (laughs) Got it. Right. Do you want the saucy meatball? Right. Yeah. 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 Not good. But just something simple and And where do you serve them? Do you serve them in the dining room or does it depend on the type of party? How formal? I wouldn't. I mean, I think you could serve them outside of the dining room. Um, But if it's really formal, then you would just make sure have everything in the dining room but you know whenever you're welcoming guests I think it's better just to have them kind of outside the dining room and then whenever you're ready to serve them just have everyone convene to the dining room so I have a question about dishes yeah okay so you're a pro entertainer how many (laughs) sets of dishes do you have and how many should we have well I have at least 15 sets. And a set of, is of how many? How many? 12. Is that, okay. Yeah. So you have your, you know, salad plate, dinner plate. Yeah. Okay. But you can interchange them. I don't know. You can use different place settings. Mix and match. Yeah. Mix and match. Exactly. I would say at least five, have at least five. And then that way you can have, and have a different theme, right? Or a different kind of setting for each one. Don't, don't, if you have already a white set, don't get another white set, like get, you know, maybe a white and then a blue and white, and then maybe a floral pattern. And then, you know, whatever else that you like, maybe a a color that you really love. That's a solid, but I wouldn't, I wouldn't get all the same or I would just make sure that you're varying your patterns and that sort of thing. So you can interchange them and, like you said, mix and match them. So it looks like maybe you have a lot more than you do, but you're still using all of your play settings. That's what I like to do because I think it it kind of changes things up. It makes it more interesting and um, you're not using the same charger with the same place setting all the time, but you're using a charger with a different place setting and it makes it look totally different and you get a different uh, feel for it all. So, but I think five is good to start. Okay. <laughs> and should we be considering like when, when we go to, when we find a new mm-hmm. place setting that we love or accent plates mm-hmm. that we totally love, should we be thinking about what we already have to be able to mix that in? Or do you have any any rules or any don'ts about about what we should be mixing or matching on on our tables? 
No, I mean, I think I think you should think about what you already have, because sometimes when we go to the store, right, like, for example, if you love a, a certain lipstick. And you go to the store and you're like, oh, I love this lipstick. I don't think I have it. In, you know, I think I'm out of it. Or you forget what you have because you have so many of the same thing. Right. So I think it's it's important for you to think about what you already have to to maybe layer the new stuff in what you what's already existing to give it a, a different, you know, pop or viewpoint. But. Now, I I mean, I don't think there's any hard and fast rules. For me, there isn't. I just feel like be playful with it and have fun. Enjoy it. Don't don't be so serious about it to where it takes all the fun out of it. You know, try different things and be willing to think outside of the box on on a lot of things. So I don't know, maybe you have maybe you have a, a vase that vase that you love, but you maybe don't ever put flowers in it. Maybe use that vase and, and use it as a, a center, t- you know, centerpiece and, and put some beautiful flowers in it or just kind of mix things up. Don't be so like, oh, I have to use this dinnerware for this kind of environment, but be willing to kind of broaden your your perspective, I guess to say, <laughs> um, and, and be a little bit adventurous. So it's always fun to do that. That's awesome. Yeah. If you're using a pattern, only choose like one to two patterns. Like say you have one pattern that you really love. If you're choosing two patterns, alternate the plates. So that way it's not too overwhelming, but either use one or two patterns, but not more than that. So that's kind of my rule, I guess to say is that I never use more than two patterns if I'm going to do a, a table setting. You've given us so many good like base ground rules for, for setting <laughs> these good. tablescapes. Okay, but going back to kind of timing of things, because I'm, I'm, always, I'm always probably a little bit more pressed for time before my guests arrive than I should be. So yeah. <laughs> how, how much in advance are you setting your table and kind of setting setting the room up and setting the environment up before the event? Normally a couple of days before, because what I like to do is I like to set it up and see, okay, where, where are my holes, right? Where could I add some things? Where can I take away things? That's, that's sort of is what is going through my mind and how can I make this a little bit better? Do I want to add in a different color or whatever? But I always kind of test it before the actual event, because I think if you do that, then it it kind of helps you get into that mindset and then kind of prepare a little bit more and not having the feeling of like, oh my gosh, I forgot this or didn't do this or whatever. But I also write out a list and say, okay, I really want to do this. And this is kind of how I want the room to feel, or this is the theme that I'm going for. A lot of people do themes, some don't. 
it just kind of varies back and forth for me. So sometimes if I want to do maybe a beachy theme or something like that, then, you know, I think about those kinds of elements or a nautical theme. Then I think about, okay, what, what do I want to use? Maybe I can get some like rope that looks like what you would use on a sailboat and put that into my decoration or whatever. But I think it helps if you set it out a couple of days before and then you can really get a mm-hmm. sense of, you know, what you need, what you're lacking. And then that gives you time to prepare. Like if you want to go and get more flowers or maybe you need a, a different type of vase or whatever it is. But it really kind of helps you not be in such a rush and, and freaking out that you don't have mm-hmm. all the elements that you would like. It's just preparing a little bit in advance. Well, there you go. That was a good one. I had a question about table linens. Yeah. What materials you like to go with. My other question is, I always get stumped on what should be the drop of my tablecloth around a table as well. Okay. So I love linen napkins or cotton, but really you can, like I said, you can use a lot of different types of uh, content or fiber, but majority Mm -hmm. is linen or cotton because they're the easiest to clean They're You can get stains out really easily unless you have like a silk napkin and that's not really, you know, very, even at your most formal occasions, I would never use silk, but I think cotton and linen are really good kind of my go-tos for that because they are easy to clean. And you can wash them. A lot of times you can um, wash them in your washing machine or whatever, instead of having to get them dry cleaned. I think those are are great. Anyway, I just love napkins that have patterns on them. I also love monograms being a Southerner, (laughs) a true Southern lady. You know, I just Uh love monograms. And I also, you know, love just putting an initial on a, a napkin, whether it's your mm-hmm. last name or whatever, or you have some type of motif that it is that you've used in your family, like a pineapple or something like that. Mm-hmm. Some people have those types of tradition, but I think it's always fun to do a little bit of something extra on a plain linen napkin. And you could even do like, I don't know, a seahorse if you want to do like a coastal theme Mm -hmm. or something like that. But you could do numerous things as far as motifs now Mm -hmm. on your napkins. But as far as your tablecloth goes, I think you want to make sure Mm -hmm. that it hangs over at least two to three feet over your table. You don't want it to be like getting in the way people's feet or anything like that. You just want it to be very casually cascading off of the table and not to where they're kicking the tablecloth around because it's in the way, right, of by their feet. So it's Oh my gosh, no, everyone hates that. Yes, they hate it. (laughs) So at least two to three feet off of the table. So that 24 inches, 36, it's always a nice drop. And you can have it a little bit longer. It just depends on where you're entertaining. You know, if you're entertaining outside, I would probably do it a little bit longer than that. But inside the home, you probably want to do it a little bit shorter. But just as long as it's not dragging the floor. (laughs) 
But I do have tablecloths that do drag the floor because I've done like tablescapes and that sort of thing for Kappa, their fundraising events. So my tablecloths uh-huh. do hit the floor. So, and I think that's okay. It just depends on what who you're entertaining, what the what the event is and what kind of moods you want to create. But mm-hmm. if it's just kind of every day, it's a good 24 inches or, or so is good to go by. Okay. But anyway, but I do love That's longer perfect. tablecloths because I like to put fringe at the bottom and, <laughs> you know, all kinds of fun mm-hmm. stuff. Yeah. But, <laughs> so I do have my tablecloths a little bit longer. <laughs> But they're always so pretty, and they look really pretty around a table. They mm-hmm. really do. Well, there you go. Yes. Yeah, that's what we're all going for. Yes, exactly. <laughs> so if you want to go by my way, I'd say longer, as long as it's just like... All right. If you kiss, kiss the floor with it, or it has a little mm-hmm. bit of bend in, in the tablecloth, that's okay, too. So kind of like a drapery panel. So... Perfect. Yeah. No, that totally makes sense. Yeah, yeah. Thank you so much. Yeah. I felt in the dark, so that helps. <laughs> okay, good. <laughs> good. I'm glad. Liz, did you have any other questions, burning questions? No, my mind is spinning on like how I need to like set up a checklist and like uh-huh. think about all of these really great ideas about setting up an, the atmosphere and the music mm-hmm. and the schedule and the time and like all of these things that for, for my I next. did have one more. Okay, go. Okay. Mine, though, was related to the opposite end. So I'm attending one. What do you like to bring as a gift or a gesture if a friend has invited you over for a dinner party? Okay. So that's kind of, it's it can be a little controversial because some people say, Ooh. oh, bring a gift, don't bring a gift, send a, you know, uh-huh. a note afterward and send your gift then. Because here's the thing, as a host or hostess, you are welcoming your guest and you don't Mm want to have to worry about other things. Like if a guest comes in and they bring you a bouquet of flowers, then you're like, okay, now I'm going to have to cut the flowers, find a vase and all of that. Mm -hmm. So it creates more work for your for your host and hostess, whoever is entertaining you. So I would keep it simple. If you are going to bring something, maybe know like, do they like wine? Maybe bring a nice bottle of wine that they can use later. But hopefully the hostess has like a separate table that you could put things on. So she doesn't have to worry with it or he doesn't have to worry about Mm -hmm. accepting the gift. You could just put it there and then, you know, enjoy the party. But for the majority of the time, I just send a a nice note, thank you note. And then I send a a gift of some sort like or, you know, have flowers delivered or something like that. Or I drop off a bottle of wine after the party. So you're not bombarding the host or hostess with things that they have to worry about or Mm -hmm. where do I put this? Because I have to give my attention to these guests who are asking me questions about, you know, where do I put my purse or, you know, that, that sort of thing. So you want to make less work for for whoever is entertaining you and just be there, be 
you know, on time or don't don't be too late to your party. Uh, be respectful. But, <laughs> I think, you know, I think just you showing up and being there is a gift in itself to the host or hostess. But be sure to always send a thank you note after, even though you said thank you in person. And a lot of times that's OK. But it's it really is so nice to just have a written mm-hmm. handwritten yeah. thank you note received for someone that you've entertained. And you're like, oh, that that's really special because everybody likes to receive a personal handwritten note. I don't care who you are or how old you are. You it, it makes so you feel true. special. Very true. So I think so true. Don't lose that that little art of Southern hospitality, just, um, <laughs> you know, be, be, be kind to your host and ask them if they need anything or if they would like you to bring anything. And then, and if they mm-hmm. say no, just come yourself, then do that. Send a thank you note afterward and maybe a little gift of some sort saying, thank you so much for having me. Perfect. Yes. No, that's perfect. Yeah. Well, I think this has been such a wealth of knowledge for everyone listening. And hopefully they're thinking of their purchase list and their to-do list for their next event. Yeah, Um, hopefully. But will you tell everyone where they can find you and follow you and see your beautiful work? Yes, I will. But one thing I want to say before we go is that Mm -hmm. if you have a space in your home, maybe a little Mm -hmm. closet that you don't use very much or whatever, Mm -hmm. try to make that your little party room, I call it, to where you can set up some of Mm -hmm. your dinnerware, silverware that you don't use very often, often or glassware, because Mm -hmm. it will make it easier for you to go in the closet, look at everything you have and say, okay, I can piece this together really quick. And like your napkins Mm -hmm. in one place. So, you know, if you have a little closet that you can turn into your little party room, I suggest that you do that because I think it will make it so much fun and you can do, you know, maybe put a pretty wallpaper in there or paint it uh, your favorite color or whatever, but it will make entertaining easier because everything is in front of you and you can see everything instead of pulling everything out of boxes and searching for Mm -hmm. all the elements that you need. So anyway. Oh, that's a great idea. Yeah. I love that. (laughs) Good. So hopefully everybody will find that. No one wants a linen closet anyway. Right, exactly. So hopefully everybody can find a little party room in their home somewhere. (laughs) (laughs) Change your game closet out. It's done. Game closet's done. Entertaining closet it is. Exactly. So, (laughs) but. Okay, so sorry. Where can everyone find you? Yes. Okay, so you can go to our website, which is lcoleinteriors.com. Our Instagram handle is EC Interiors. And then we have Facebook, which is L. Cole Interiors. So, but you'll find lots of our things on Instagram. And then we post every day on Facebook, but majority of what we're doing is on Instagram and then on our website. But mm-hmm. please come and visit us, say hello. And yes. uh, 
We hope to. It's a beautiful follow. Thank so you. Thank you have you. a great Instagram for anyone who's just looking for some beautiful imagery. So um, everyone, please check it out. Yes. Thank please you so do. much for being here, Elle. Thank you yes, so thank much. Thank you so much. Yeah. Thank y'all. I really appreciate it. I've had so much fun today. And I hope all the little tips have helped everyone entertain more easily and uh, happily in their homes. <laughs> And that's our show. You can find all of the show notes on our blog, howtodecorate.com slash podcast. To send in a decorating dilemma, email your questions to podcast at ballarddesigns.net so we can help you with your space. And of course, be sure to follow us on social media at Ballard Designs. Don't forget to subscribe wherever you get your podcasts so you never miss an episode. And please leave us a review. We'd love to hear your feedback. Until next time, happy, happy decorating. decorating.